man. That's a good song. God's got a blessing. Amen. Get your Bibles open, if you would, to the New Testament, 1 Corinthians. And don't forget, church, please, we need to be really praying. I know God can change the weather. We need to be really praying for this weekend. It's going to get, I, I know I, I like the cold and I'm always asking for it, but I would like it not to be so cold this weekend so we could have a good play. I know, right, we can't, yeah, we can pray the, pray the wet out. Let's just pray the wet out. That way people won't be afraid to drive if it's not wet. So let's just pray that, that, that whatever wet is in the air is going to fly by. But don't forget Saturday and Sunday at 6, we're going to have the play, Lord willing. But we do really need that water not to be here because we need to practice Friday night. We need badly to have a last rehearsal. So please pray that it won't be wet so we can come in here and practice. But we're going to do it in the name of Jesus no matter what. Because when we canceled that Thanksgiving dinner, we could have had it. <laughs> End up changing the weather on us. But I want to talk tonight about the most excellent way. I want to talk about love. Amen. Love is can we ever major too much in love? Go ahead and answer that. Amen. Good answer. We can never, as you close out 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and go into the, what's called the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, Paul says these words, I want to show you a more excellent way. Amen. I want to show you a more excellent way. So I want to talk about love tonight, but I want to tell you a quick story. Uh, how many have seen The Passion of the Christ? All right, there's a play that gets put on all over the world, but there's one that's really big in the Ozarks, and they have full-blown actors, and it's a huge production, and this uh, play was going on in the Ozarks, and the guy that was playing Jesus was a real uh, known actor in the area, and he was doing the, the Passion of the Christ, and so he was walking uh, down, you know, carrying his cross in the play, and there's a lot of tourists that go and watch this play. And so as he's carrying the cross uh, through, you know, what they have is, is Jerusalem, uh, this tourist starts mocking him like crazy, like literally mocking him like he was Jesus and calling him names and making fun of him and just getting right up in his face. And, and this guy who's acting as Jesus is trying his very best to be like Jesus. And finally he drops his cross and just walks over and just knocks the dude out. It's a true story. <laughs> Just knocks him out. And so the play stops and the producer, you know, gets a hold of the guy and says, dude, you can't do that. Jesus never retaliated in the play. You can't do that. You can't, you can't knock a guy out. And the guy's like, man, he, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you felt bad. He says, I'm sorry, I, I, don't, I won't do it again. He says, you can't do it again. You, if you do it again, you're gone. Like, we cannot have Jesus doing this. And so the next day, they're doing the play again. And Jesus gets to that same point again. And guess what? That same tourist, the same tourist was back again. And he starts mocking him again. And he starts making fun of him. And he gets up in his face and everything. And that guy did everything he could to be like Jesus again. Kept not mocking and mocking. Guess what he did? He dropped the cross, walked over, and knocked the dude out again. So the producer said, you're fired. I cannot have Jesus knocking people out in the play. You, we got to get somebody else. He says, I promise I won't do it again. I need this job. I can't, I'm not trying to do it. This guy's getting under my last nerve. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. 
So guys, you got one more chance. And if you do it again, you're fired. There's no more discussion, no more talk. The next day, they're doing the play again. They get to the same point. Dude with the, with the black eye shows up and starts messing with him again. Three days in a row. He, he holds as long as he can. He keeps messing with him. He, and he walks a few more feet, and he's, he, I'm not going to do it. He's, I mean, he's bubbling by now, you know. And finally, he puts the cross down and acts like he's going to walk towards him. He goes, meet me after the resurrection. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> meet me after the resurrection, and I'm going to get you. Sometimes it's hard to profess to be a Christian and really be a Christian. Can you say amen? Does anybody agree with that? Because people, you know what? The world will do everything they can to get on your last Christian nerve. And they think they can just walk over us because we're Christians. And we have to let them. We have to, you know, we have to, we have to turn the other cheek. And we have to be better. But it's hard sometimes. To, to, to be right and to, to love like Jesus would love. But church, we have to try our very best. And as we get into this for just a minute, I want you to know that God will not ask us to do something we cannot do. Amen. So let's read a few verses. I just want to read three. I'm not going to get into the whole chapter of chapter 13, but remember that 1231 ends with, let me show you a more excellent way. And then he says in verse 1 to 3, there's actually a really good song on this, a Christian song that talks about this. But Paul says, though I speak with the tongues of men of angels and have not love, I am as become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and though I have all the faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, love, I am nothing. And though I bestow, verse 3, all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it profits me nothing. Father, for the next couple minutes tonight in December, Lord, we, we talk about love. Lord, we ask you to to do something with your Holy Spirit tonight to brand us with your love, Father. Lord, to remember that we love you because you first loved us. And Lord, we can't love like you loved without your love, Father. We can't do it on our own. But God, if we surrender to you and we ask you for help and we change our hearts tonight, God, we can have the answer. We can see a difference. We can see a change in our lives. And Lord, we ask you to anoint this word and we ask you to touch every one of us here tonight that we would not go home empty handed, but we would go home full of a message of hope, Father, and that love does do things that nothing else can, Father. And Lord, we bind every demon and every spirit of darkness that doesn't want us to walk in the love of Christ. And we ask you for help tonight by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to write down a few things tonight, and I want to talk about a few things here in just a second, but I want to say a couple of verses here. As I said, it's hard for us to sometimes walk out our profession of Christians. You know, there's one thing as I get into this, you, you've heard me before I gave a testimony of, you know, when you're doing something in life and somebody attacks your integrity or your character. 
And it's very frustrating, and that can get you real bad. I had that time where I said, not today. Y'all know the story. When I said, not today, I don't want to, I, 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 I'm not really, my, short, my fuse was short. I felt like the actor that day, and I wanted to just swing and not talk. Can you say amen? I know nobody's ever felt like that in here or ever, ever been like that at all. But when somebody, now that you're saved, it's one thing in the world. You know, there's no rules in the world, but now that you're saved, when somebody attacks your character and your integrity and, 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 and attacks who you know you are, can you say amen? Not who other people know you are, but who you know you are. Now, you can fool yourself too, but if you have a relationship with God, you know who you are, and you know who you are by yourself. And so when someone attacks your character or your integrity, it brings the fight out in you. And it's okay to have a righteous indignation. But Jesus got angry and did not sin. So we have to understand there's a way to get angry about something without sinning. And so we can have a, 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 a zealous spirit or a jealousy for God and understand that as we try to carry our crosses, somebody's always going to try to make us lose our composure. Somebody's always going to try to get us, and the world knows, just like the devil knows the Bible, they're going to know how to hit your buttons. They're going to know what to say. They're going to know how to act, to try to get you to act a certain way. And if you act on it, you've got to understand you're doing exactly what they expected you to do. And we've got to be better than that. Sometimes you need to learn to bite your tongue. Amen. It's better to say nothing than to say something that's hurtful. Just keep it shut and just bite your tongue and say, Lord, you know. Amen, because he knows. But the Bible teaches us, listen, that we're supposed to exercise love. I know that exercise word is not real popular in our culture today, but exercise means put into practice our love and our relationships with one another. Romans 12, 18 says, if it's possible, now I want you to listen to this and write it down, look at it later. If it's possible, Now, that means that some people aren't possible to work with. Okay, some people are not possible. But it says, if it is possible, listen, as far as it depends on you. So you need to ask yourself in every situation, am I doing what I can do to make this a peaceful situation? Some people just like to fight. Some people just like to argue. Some people just like to make life miserable. But if you do what you can do, you'll sleep good at night. Amen. Knowing that you're trying your very best to express and walk in love. So Romans 12, 18 says, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Now, how many know if you're honest with yourself, we, we, we fell short on that many times. We could try harder. We can do better. Amen. This is, this is a good message. Amen. This is, a, this is an exhorting message, but it'll help us because you can't say, well, I've got it all together on the love area. No, you don't. None of us do. We are, none of us, are, to be honest with you, are loving like Christ loves. But we need more of his love. We talked Sunday night about when you magnify God, it puts your problems in perspective. And when you fall more in love with the Lord, then you really, really realize how much God loves you. Come on, stay with me. When you look in the mirror and see how ugly your sin is, it helps you to remember how good God is. Amen. 
You say, man, God, I, when you humble yourself, when you stay in prayer, when you stay with that contrite spirit, you're not saying I'm better than anybody else. I am lost without you, God, and I need your love, and I need your change. I need your protection. I need you to be real in my life because without you, I'm lost. And you realize how wicked of a sinner we are when we look in the mirror. God, help me. As possible, as far as it depends on me, to live at peace with everyone. Ephesians 4.12 says, listen, be completely humble and gentle. You know, a lot of my messages are to get you to think and me to think about our own personal walk. Amen. We're not talking about people outside. We're talking about us. You can't change anybody out of here. You can't change anybody in here, but you can change yourself. Amen. And listen, he says, be completely humble. 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 Humility. And gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. I'm not going to move on until y'all get with me on this. Come on, these are some things we need to work on. All of us. In our walk with God, in our walk with, these, with the world, he says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. And as you are thinking about this tonight, I want to remind you we have the perfect example. Because Jesus did not retaliate as that actor did. And we, we need to remember how easily Jesus could have. He had the power to. He had the power to, 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 as he was walking in that fleshly body, to at any moment say, oh, I got God, I got to show him. God, just let me show him a little bit, please. Can you understand? God being God and hating sin and being in a human body and at any moment being able to just call the legions down and take them all out. There had to have been, he doesn't say it in the word church, but there had to have been, knowing carnal human feelings, there had to have been some thoughts on that road. There had to have been some times when he got slammed on the ground and he was bleeding and they were tearing his beard out and they were spitting on him that the thought crossed his mind, I'm taking them all out. They do it one more time. How many are following me? But God didn't. He did not ever hit back. He did not ever spit back. He did not ever yell back. All he ever did was love back. Come on, somebody. He loved back. And we have an example in Jesus that says, I want you to love like I love. Is it hard? Yes. No one said it was easy. But he says, I loved and I want you to love. And then he got, even got up on that cross and actually said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. You, you remember a couple weeks ago or a month or whatever it was, I showed that story about that woman who forgave her murderer and not only forgave him, asked him to live next to her and they became friends. That's love. That's not love that human, human nature can do. That's love that God only can do. Amen? God can show his love through the most craziest situations if we'll die to ourselves. Another verse I read recently, Hebrews 12, 14, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. All these scriptures say the same thing. Now listen, it may be difficult sometimes. It, everybody's not easy to love. Say amen. But if it's possible, we are to live in peace and harmony. Now you need to ask yourself when you go to bed at night, am I doing that? 
You have to ask yourself and I have to ask myself. You can say it all you want, but you need to talk to God. You need, the Bible says, to work out your own salvation, I say it all the time, with fear and trembling. You need to be able to go to bed at night and say, God, I've done everything I can. Lord, look at my heart. Lord, search me. Watch me. Look at me. See if my heart's right. If there's something that's not right, then show it to me and then act upon it. But once you've done everything you can do, then sometimes you've got to sit back and say, God, I've done everything I can do. But you and you alone have to live with that peace or the lack of. Amen? The importance of love in our lives. Does anybody in here not need love? No. We all need love. We all need more love. Do you realize that we're really just a bunch of kids grown up inside needing somebody to love us? Really needing somebody to love us. Really needing somebody to hug on us. Really needing somebody to, 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 to just give us some affection and some love. We're all dying for that. There's not one person in here that doesn't need that. But as you begin to look at these verses, and I'm just going to take a couple minutes to go over this, I want to show you that he talked in those three verses about five things. And I want to show you that love was more important than all of them. And if you were to pull these five things out like I'm going to and look at those five things, you'd say, man, that's an important thing. But love's greater than all of them. And the first one is, he said, and I'm just going to you know, you look later, but in the verse, first verse, he said, love is more important, write these down, than spiritual gifts. Love is more important than spiritual gifts. Listen, I have met some people who have all kinds of gifts, who have all kinds of anointing even, who know the scriptures, but they don't have an ounce of love in their bodies. Come on, don't, don't shout me down now. I got quiet right there for some reason. I guess y'all have never met anybody like that. I mean, they know it. They know the scriptures. But deep down inside, you have to ask yourself, do they love God? Do they love people? And, and you know what? God can use anything. There's no doubt about it. One of, my, one of my mentors that I learned a lot from, church, listen, he was a gifted man. He was a great preacher. He was a soul winner. He did outreach a lot. But he was the hardest person in the world to get along with. I'm telling you. He didn't have it all together. He was a good man. I love him to this day. But man, you walk in the church and sometimes he looked like he wanted to kill you. I mean, he'd stare you down. If there was, I mean, everybody has a grouchy day. He had a good day every once in a while. It was the opposite. It was revival the day you walked in and he didn't give you a... So it doesn't matter how many spiritual gifts you have. Hey, listen, it says love is more important than spiritual gifts. And he says in that verse, if I speak in the tongues of men of angels, listen, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. Now in the old times, in the old temples, not God temples, but you know there's been many gods, they would have a gong at these temples as you walked in them to pray and the people would hit the gong real hard so they'd wake up the gods so they could hear their prayers when they pray. So do you realize, church, that when you're trying to do something for God in the name of God in parentheses and do not have true, genuine, write that down real quick, genuine love, genuine love. If you don't have genuine love, 
And again, you know what? You might be sitting here right now thinking of people, thinking of somebody, going around the room, going around your family, going all kinds of stuff. You're already messed up for doing that in the first place. Something's wrong with your heart right now. Because I ain't talking about nobody else but you. I'm talking to me and you're talking, God's talking to you. We're talking to us. It ain't about nobody else. And so if you start thinking, man, man, yeah, that person, oh, oh, he's getting them tonight. Get him, get him, get him, get him. No, that's not the right attitude. That's the, we're, we're the problem. We, we've got to get better at loving. And so if we're trying to do all these things in the name of something and we're doing things for another reason than a genuine love, we're like a clanging cymbal. We're like, we're like that person beating on that gong as they walk in saying, wake up, God. Are you following that? It's like, watch, God, watch while I do this. Watch. Hey, pay attention, God, I'm doing something nice. Right? Did you see that, God? Well, if you didn't see it, I'm not doing it again. Because that's why I did it. Come on, somebody say amen. Second one is, love is more important than knowledge. He says, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge, but have not love, I am nothing. Now listen, as I'm reading these things, he's not saying that any of these things aren't important. They are important. But he's saying you can't get the cart before the horse. You can't do all those things without love because they don't mean anything. He says, if you know it all, I know nobody in there knows anybody like that that knows it all. If you know everything there is to know about nuclear science, everything there is to know about medicine, and by the way, have you ever met anybody like that, that if any subject that comes up, they've got it? I mean, they're a Ph.D. in everything. It's like, oh, yeah, um, you know, you should do this and that. And it's kind of like that in Costa Rica. It's funny. If you get sick, boy, everybody's a doctor. So, and they probably have some good stuff because a lot of natural stuff. But, man, you, you don't know what to do. I mean, one time I got real sick, and I got sicker because everybody in the church wanted to give me a remedy. And I don't know what I had taken by the time it was over, but I know I stayed sick a lot longer than I should have. I don't know which one got me. But, oh, pastor, you need to take this, and pastor, you need to take that, and you need to do this, and you need to go dip yourself here, and you need to burn this off. And, I mean, I was doing it all because I was desperate, and I thought they knew what they were talking about. Philosophy, psychology, theology, if you know all the ologies but don't have love, it don't mean anything. You're nothing at all. So, you know what society says about violence and problems? It says we need more education. And education's great. We do need education. But in this situation, we don't need more education. We need more love. The world needs more love. 1 Corinthians 8, 1 says, Not, listen, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. That's some good word right there. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Builds up. I don't think we need more knowledge as much as we need more love. Number three, listen to what Paul says. He says, love is more important than faith. Read the verse. Not that faith is not necessary. Matter of fact, God said without faith, It's impossible to please God. But do you think God is pleased if you have faith and don't have love? No. He says, what good does it do in this verse? He says to speak to the mountain 
He says, if I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Some powerful scriptures. You know what? We're starting December off, and this needs to be a month of love. Amen. We need to be sharing the love of Jesus Christ. Faith, we're told, is so important. I said that we, without it, you can't please God. So you think, where's my faith at? How many believe in here that God's the creator of the world? How many believe everything comes from him? That Jesus gave his only begotten son, came into this world and lived a sinless life for us, died and was buried on the third day, and rose again. Amen? And he didn't meet anybody after the fight. Do you believe he's at the right hand of the Father? Do you believe he's interceding for us? And one day he's coming back for us? So do I. Do you believe he's your comforter and your counselor? Amen. All of y'all got faith. You passed the test. But if we believe all of that and don't have love for God and love for other people, our faith is in vain. Amen. Come on, say amen. I'm not preaching at you, church. I'm encouraging you. All that stuff doesn't amount to a hill of beans if you don't know how to love. That you don't know how to love. And let me throw this in real quick. Sometimes you need to learn how to love yourself so you can love somebody else. Love yourself enough that you would love somebody else. Think about, as we're talking about this on number three, of the priest and the Levite in the Good Samaritan story. Do you think that they didn't have uh, uh, faith? Of course they did. Do you think they didn't have philosophy and knowledge? Of course they did. But they did not have love because they looked over at that Samaritan and all they had, all they had faith and, and knowledge and all the other things, they looked at that person and turned away and walked away and didn't help him. But the Samaritan probably lacked knowledge, probably lacked faith, and probably lacked everything else. But love came upon him, and he did something about what moved him to do something. Amen. Are y'all thinking about what I'm talking about tonight? Amen. It's not our walk with God is not about what other people do. It's about what you do. Don't you want to be able to go to, to sleep tonight and put your head on that pillow and be at peace with God? Amen. You can be, but it's right here. It's a heart thing. Paul says in Galatians 5, 6, listen to this. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision mean anything but faith working through love. Now, does that mean, we, we, we know, we're wise enough to know that there was a time for circumcision, there was a time for not circumcising, and all that stuff. He's saying, hey, none of that matters. He says, you, you, too many people understand the law, too many people understand verses, too many people understand quoting things, but they don't have, they miss it from here to here. They, they can't love. Amen. How many are following me tonight? This is good. The fourth one. And this doesn't eliminate the need for any of this stuff because we need it all. But he says here in verse 3 that love is more important than generosity. Love is more important than generosity. Not eliminates it, but more important. He says in this verse, if I give all my possessions to the poor but have not love, I have nothing. 
Then you, don't you think that there's people who are generous and do good things and, 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 and help people because they want to be seen? Of course there is. There's, just like there's people who don't. There's people who think that they're going to get into heaven because of it. They think, hey, if I do good, if I do more good than I do bad, then I'm good. Let me tell you something real quick. I'm going to throw this in. I have to throw this in. I, I'm not condoning anything or anything, but I heard something that really impacted me this week, and, and, and I, hope, I hope his soul's in heaven. Y'all heard about the guy that died from Fast and Furious movies, the guy Paul Walker, 40 years old, tragic car accident. That guy, you know, we live in a day with so much technology and so much TV and movies that you feel like you know the guy. You've seen people, I remember when I was Kristen's age and I was a teenager, I, I can't think of anybody specifically that died, but someone would die and you felt like your best friend died because you've seen them on TV so much. I mean, know what I'm talking about because you become affiliated with them. I've heard different stories. I've heard he was raised Mormon and then converted to Christianity, was going to a non-denominational church. I don't know where his soul's at. I took advantage of something on Facebook and wrote something to, to prick people's minds and hearts that they got to be ready for eternity at any moment, to pass into eternity at any second. That guy did not plan to die that day. In two seconds, he was gone and burnt up, amen, quick in that accident. But they, I have heard nothing but amazing stories about this guy from his colleagues and other actors who have said he was not like everybody else. And I'm not saying this for any other reason than I want you to think about something. This guy understood something. He did things so that people didn't see it, but he had to have been doing it so somebody saw it. And I've heard story after story of these actors that are all famous actors that are absolutely devastated by this guy's loss. And they said he was not into fame. He was not into money. He was not into all the other things that he was in. And I heard a story yesterday that really touched my heart. It has nothing to do with salvation, but it has to do with what I'm talking about right now. He was in a jewelry store. And, and, and looking for some jewelry. I don't know who he was looking for. I don't know what he was looking at. But a couple came in, and a veteran from Iraq, and his fiance came in, and they began to look around that store, and they found a diamond. He was listening to their conversation, and they found one, and she found one she was just in love with. She said, honey, this is the one, and it was $10,000. And he, he said, baby, I don't have that much money. And this Iraq veteran who just got back from Iraq, he was listening to the whole story. The guy in the store, now listen, this is after the fact. The guy in the store said, that man, Paul Walker, walked up to that guy and he said, I don't want you to let anybody know what I'm doing, but I want you to put that ring on my tab. And he bought that ring for that couple. $10,000. Now I say that because he did not do it for anybody's attention. He did it because something inside of him was good. And if somebody, whether he's saved or not saved in the world, an actor, whatever, can do something like that for, for the good of another person, how much more should we as Christians be doing what we can do to help other people now that we know Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior? And we're not doing it for someone to pat us on the back. Everybody needs a pat on the back. We all need that. That's human nature. But don't look for it all the time. Begin to be so in love with your father that you say, God, all I care about is that you see what I do. Is that you know God. Listen, I could care less now. Don't take me wrong. 
what any of you think about me. I care what God thinks about me. And I, and I care that he knows who I am. And he knows what I do when I'm by myself. And he knows what I say about people. And he knows my heart. How many know that you can sleep good at night if you just keep your heart pure with God? Amen. You're not going to always do it right, but just do it with love. And God will help you out generosity. He says it's better. He didn't say if you give your 10%, if I give everything he said, if I empty my checking account, if I give up my retirement funds, if I sell my house, if I cash in my insurance policies, if I sit on the couch with nothing, it means nothing if I did not do it in love. And guess who knows if you did it in love or not? You and God. Let me say that again. Guess who knows? You and and God. Don't try to judge other people. Don't try to say, well, they did it for this, or they did it for that, or they're doing it for this. Don't do it. Don't judge. Because only God knows. And only God matters. Man, this is good preaching. I might get to the altar first. The motive for giving should be love, 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 and love for God's people. Last one. He says love is more important than accomplishments. He says, if I surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. If I surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. You know what he's talking about, church? He's talking about martyrdom. He's talking about you being willing to die for Jesus. You being willing to give your life for Jesus. You know who knows if you do that or not? You and God. Paul is saying, listen, that even if you go to church every time the doors are open, and that's good. You read your Bible faithfully, and that's good. You pray every day, and that's good. But you do all these things that a Christian's supposed to do, but you don't do it with true, genuine love. It means nothing. You know what the word genuine means? I meant to tell you that in the beginnings. I close. Authentic. Truly, listen, truly what something is said to be. That's what authentic is. Sorry, genuine. Authentic love. Amen? So in summary, church, he's saying love is more important than spiritual gifts. Love is more important than knowledge. Love is more important than faith. Love is more important than generosity. Love is more important than our accomplishments. It's more important than everything. All those things are important, but you must have love first. Amen? You must have love first. As the musicians come tonight, Jesus made this easy. Not easy to do so much, but easy to know. You might say, God, Lee, this is hard. How, do, how, am, how am I doing, God? Well, he says, listen, I'm going to sum up all the Ten Commandments in one thing. He says, I want you to love one another as I've loved you. I want you to love one another as I've loved you. He says, a new commandment I give you, John 13, 34, love one another as I've loved you. That's the new commandment. How many know we fail that all the time? But how many know God's looking at the intentions of the heart? 
He's looking at the inside and he's saying, I know that that person's failing, that person failed, but I see the heart and I see behind that heart, he's trying, she's trying, she's trying, he's trying. You're going to fail, you're going to mess up, you're not going to, you're going to fall short of the standard of God a lot. But can you go to sleep at night saying, God, I'm, I'm, heart, I'm humbled. I want to be right with you, God. I want to be good. I want to stand right. And notice that Jesus said, a new commandment I give you. It's not a suggestion. Love is not something you say, well, I don't feel like it. He, I don't see anywhere in the scriptures he gives us an option. He says it's a commandment, not a suggestion. Sometimes we think love is something that, listen, just happens. Love doesn't happen by chance love happens by choice you choose to love you choose to love you choose to hate and you have to choose every day by what people do to you if you're going to love or hate amen you can't control what they do but you can control what you do with what they do to you you cannot control what they do but you can control what you do with what they do to you. Guard your heart. That's why a time alone is so important with God, church. Not just here at church. Time alone. Time alone. Time in the car. Time on the couch. Time when you turn the radio off. Time when you shut the TV off. Time when nobody else is around. Time when you go for a walk. You look up at the stars. You get alone. You say, God, where are we at? How are we doing? Where can I change, Father? How can I be better, God? Because, Lord, you know this is real for me. I'm not trying to fool nobody. You have those talks with the Lord. Amen? That's why it's so important to have a relationship with God. That's why so many people fail every day because they're trying to fix everybody else around them but they're not worried about fixing themselves. You fix yourself, and God will worry about them. You cannot control anybody else. I want, I, want, I want nothing more and nothing less than to please God. And that should be our absolute desire tonight. Amen? We all fail. We all fail. We go through times we just could care less about the world, but don't let that last too long. Because that's not God's heart. I can tell you after many years of ministry church, I've gotten to times in my life where I could care less in my flesh. Care less. Because you get hurt so much. You get, you get bitter. You get angry that you're not seeing fruit. You, all kinds of emotions come. And then you have to get on your knees and fall in love with Jesus again. And remember how much he loves us. Amen. He loves us so much. And you, you remember that scripture that says, God, I love you because you first loved me. While I was yet a sinner, you died for me. Can you say amen? That love is undescribable. There's not enough love. We can never describe it. All we can do is try to pay him back. 
There was a really good story I was going to read, but I'm going to take the time for it. I'm going to break it down in two seconds. A guy was real sick in the hospital, missionary. And every single night, this person in the same room cried and turned and wept and rolled around on the bed. And this guy had a real bad cough. I forgot what the name of the tuberculosis. Bad cough, sick. And he, and he looked over at this guy every night. He was a missionary, saved. And this guy would turn and he, he'd wake up in the morning, peed all over himself, smell. And after like three or four days, he finally realized this guy's just trying to get up and go to the bathroom. And one night he got up at 2 o'clock in the morning, coughing till he almost couldn't breathe, and went over there and asked that guy if he could help him. He couldn't walk. So he picked him up. And this guy had been trying everything he could to try to witness to these people in the hospital, trying to be the missionary. He was trying and trying and trying to pass out tracts, trying to pray with people. He was trying to do a, be a light. And nobody was listening to him. And that one night he got up and he picked that guy up like a baby and took him into the bathroom and helped him go to the bathroom and cleaned him and took him back to his bed, sat him back on his bed. And that man reached up and kissed him on his cheek and said, thank you. And the next morning, everybody in the hospital was at that room asking that guy for tracks and asking him for the literature he'd been trying to pass out because they finally saw he cared. People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. Amen. And that's where we all got to get better. None of these things matter if we don't love. If your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Lord, we are just trying to be better, trying to live up to who you are, and we fail. But God, love Love is the answer to every problem. Love is the answer to every situation. God, when we fail on everything else, love can push us through. God, when we feel like we can't make it anymore, the love that you have for us surrounds us and reminds us how lost we were when you found us, God. Tonight, as we close this service out, God, and we head home, I just ask that this word would be resounding in our spirits God, I deal with myself before I deal with anybody else. God, help me love more. Where I fall short, God, I humble myself and I ask you for help. And Lord, when I'm out of love, send more down, God. Send more down. and Give me a new deposit of love, Father. How many tonight, heads bowed, eyes closed all over this place, could quickly just say, Pastor, I'm not saved tonight but I want to be saved. I don't know Jesus as my personal Savior, but I want to know him. I've never accepted him. I've been to church. Church, I've seen people be in church for years and then raise their hand for salvation because they didn't realize they were doing nothing but being religious. We need to repent. We need to turn away from our religiousness and become relational with God first because he knows our hearts and he sees inside of us and he sees what's genuine and he sees what's real.
and he sees everything you do and everything you go through. How many tonight could say, Pastor, pray for me real quick. I want to be saved. I want Jesus to come into my life tonight. All over this place. Just a couple seconds. Amen. I have to believe you're saved tonight. I have to believe you're ready and washed in the blood tonight. But I know there's one thing we all can be better at. And it's loving. And, and you might be here tonight, and let's go ahead and stand real quick. You might be here as we open up the altar, and you might be saying this. And some inside your minds, I need more love. Well, guess what? God's got a lot of it. And the best way to get love is to give love. I remember when I was in Costa Rica a lot of times, and I'd be really depressed and really down for whatever. And I try to do the same thing here. And when I get down, I try to remember the best way to get up is to go out and to love on somebody and go see the need of somebody else and go tell somebody about Jesus and go share your love when you're hurt. It's the best way to heal your own wounds. So if tonight, if you're in a lack of love, if you feel like you're not loved, give love. Don't wait for love to come to you. Give love. And you'll be amazed at how you'll get back. Because that's the difference. It's easy to, to say, I'm not loved, I need more. We all need more love. But think about how if we'd all start thinking about other, more love in others, somebody would come scratch our back. When I'm thinking about somebody else, somebody else is going to think about me. There's a principle in that. So as we sing this song tonight, please don't take this as a condemning message, please, at all. I'm just encouraging us to love more. All of us. Amen. So as we sing this song, let's just find a place for a couple minutes at the altar. Let's just do some business with the Lord tonight. Let's ask him, God, in these holiday season to have more love. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You never change. You are the God you say you are. When I'm afraid. You come and still my beating heart When hope is just in distant thought Take the pain And you lead me to the cross What love is this that you gave your life for me and made oh just think about the love of Jesus tonight to know you and I confess that you're always enough for me What love is this that you gave your life for me and made a way for me to know you? Scars upon your hands, I hold the truth. 
that's why we stop sometimes we think man I messed up ask God to forgive you I'm not talking about a sin I'm just talking about what we should have loved and we didn't say God you know my heart I want to love so bad but you know it's hard for us to love because a lot of us don't know love broken relationships and situations and things that have happened that's why we have to continually fall in love with Jesus because he's the only one who has perfect love he's the only one that can teach us to love amen we, we try too much to do it in other relationships broken relationships you cannot give what you don't have and we all fail we're too busy for everything Every, we're all too busy we just have to stop and say God help me you know, you could practice that even at church when you come in and you go say hi to somebody out of, out of goodness. But you just do it because you know you're supposed to and you stop. And maybe instead of saying hi to five people, stay hi to two. But stop for a second and give them a real hug. And look them in the eyes and tell them it's good to see you. Amen? We're all guilty of that. I'm not saying any of this stuff in condemnation. We just have to stop and remember God. You stopped. You know, think about Jesus when he was walking down that road and he had that cross. He stopped and he looked at Simon. He stopped and he looked at Simon. He took time. I bet you when he was going down that road, he stopped and he looked at people. He looked them in their eyes. 
in pain and agony and knowing where he was going and knowing those people were crucifying him, he looked in their eyes and he said, I love you. And we're not Jesus, I understand that. But we can have his love. And we can't give it until we truly understand how much he loved us. And we look at somebody sometimes and we go, man, I can't love that person. They're so hard to love. How hard were we to love? By Jesus. And yet while we were sinners, in our worst place, he loved us. And you just got to stop sometimes and remind yourselves of that. And say, God, I'm, I'm a failure, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to love. And you'll be amazed at what love can do. And then you just want people to walk away from you and you want them to say that person's genuine. That's all we should want, right? Even if you didn't even say the right words, you might, you might fumble over your words. They might say, golly, that person can't talk, can't remember my name, but man, they have a genuine love. That, that would be majoring in the right thing. Amen? Amen. Father, take us out of here tonight. Let us put this into practice and just let us have your love. We ask you for it. We want to spend time in your presence, God. We want to get to know you more and understand more how you've loved us. And I just ask that, God, our church would be greater this month in love than we've ever been before and you would take us forward. God, it's not about how many people are here. It's about how much love we have, God, and how genuine we are and that people would see, Lord, that we're real. And we love you. And we're not perfect, but we're trying to walk out this walk. Lord, let us remember these verses tonight and just major in the love area, Father. We thank you for it, and we know you'll help us. I bless these people tonight, God. I bless them at their work. I bless them as they go home. I ask you to bless us over these next few days of weather, that you'd give us good weather. It doesn't matter how cold it is, as long as it don't get wet and dangerous, God. Help us to be able to drive these streets safely, Lord. And have a good play this weekend, Father. Touch those that are sick tonight, those that couldn't make it because of work. Touch those that are traveling tonight, God. Touch those that are backslidden, those that are falling away, those that are cold, those that are playing around with God, Father. Touch them tonight. We love them tonight. And we praise you in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Hug on somebody tonight. Love on somebody.